What is up, guys? Today we are talking about how to build a personal brand on social uh, to kind of get what you want, how to network with people who have things you want and just learn from them. We've both built decent sized personal brands. Uh, we kind of have different personal brands, um, which I don't know, kind of got us together to do this podcast. So we definitely have some different strategies and tactics. Drew definitely has a lot of experience building other personal brands outside of his own. So I thought this would be interesting. Everyone, to be honest, needs a personal brand. Like if you want to do anything, um, it's just super helpful, especially if you want something. I know a lot of times, sometimes, like when I was in the city, I was tagging a bunch of food and like every restaurant was re-sharing it. And I was like, this is so weird. And it's like, well, you have 12K Instagram followers. So that's probably why it's just, it's just different. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of go over some tips and tactics you guys could do uh, to grow your own personal brand. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's, if even if you're watching this and it's like, uh, you're just not super into that kind of thing. Cause I wasn't into that kind of thing like three years True. ago. It's just realize that one, you're very early on it because how many people do you know in real life with a personal brand? Like I'm the most famous personal brand person I know, and I'm not even big at all, but it's just like, no one has one. And especially with like a message behind your brand, you're not just some talking head either. Like I have like a brand to me. True. So anybody that's looking to start that stuff, I, I think that it's kind of essential for the future. I think everything is going to go more and more online and the people that own all the online real estate are just going to make the most money. So if you're putting it off now and you have reservations about stuff, inevitably, you're probably going to have to build one unless you're just very, very talented on your own and you can kind of go under the radar. But I don't know a lot of people like that. It's tough to tough to be that type of guy. Yeah, I think it's interesting too because when you look at kind of, if I look at my Instagram and the people I DM with all the time, like obviously they have personal brands. But yeah, you're right. When, you, when I look at family, friends, they might have an Instagram or whatever, but they're sharing pictures of their kids or whatever. It's not like, a personal brand, personal brand. Um, so what would you think would be a good way? How would you start a personal brand? That's a good question. So I guess I, there's so many ways you can start it, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, so I'm, I'm helping somebody try to build one right now. And this is a guy that came to me for Amazon mentorship like six months ago. Um, he has some unique stuff to him, like just overall. Um, so I was like, you, you need to do it this way. And this is what I recommended for him to do. So I, I would recommend a lot of people to do this is to start on YouTube and make very raw videos because they just let you less pressure. Don't, you don't have to make them super edited, just making raw videos and you can extract that into a lot of stuff. So obviously we have this podcast and it like we can extract clips from it and then we can put those on TikTok or Instagram and we can also take the stuff we say and make them into tweets or make them into LinkedIn posts. So like this is kind of the backbone of the content you want. I think, I think YouTube allows you to raw and not have to think about big ideas. You just have one idea. Like, like actually this is a perfect example yeah. is seven minutes ago. We had no clue what this podcast was going <laughs> to yeah. be about. And then he said, what about personal brands? And I was like, yeah, let's just go. Cause then you can say all this stuff and not really worry about it and then extrapolate down on it. So I think that YouTube is probably the pillar I would tell people to start on because you can, there's lots of room for error there and you know, you have more content ideas. Yeah. So for, I would a hundred percent agree with you there. I mean, I've always been in social media cause that was basically my nine to five job was copywriting, social media, stuff like that. So I've always kind of had my own thing. Um, and Instagram when I started was pretty big for Amazon 
But though I agree, if I were to start over today, it would definitely be YouTube. A couple of reasons. One, you are getting a certain amount of traffic. It's people are actually searching for it. Like if you go through my Instagram account, like there's no search where it's like, oh, uh, what kind of food does John like? Or so? like, there's no search whatsoever. It's, you're going to see an image. You're not going to go back to it. Maybe you'll interact. You'll like it. But with YouTube, if you search how to build a personal brand, that's a very targeted traffic and someone who wants to hear what you have to say. So instead of kind of just throwing something up there and have no idea, at least you are getting someone who is interested in that topic and it's up to you to kind of convince them. So two on this, I like the idea of just turning on the camera and kind of just being raw. I actually, that is one idea that I have is just kind of just documenting. Go back to that. That's how I started my YouTube channel. I literally was driving home from work or driving home from my book warehouse. And I would just say what happened during the day. And I think people just really like that because it's kind of just narrative, what's going on in the day. Uh, what are you doing? You just talk about something that happened. And I think when Instagram or TikTok, like it'd just be super overwhelming because it's a short clip. There's more that goes into it. You need almost, you need text with video or text with an image. YouTube, you could just get on here, start talking and let's literally upload it. And then kind of let the people or the comments decide. You don't even have to really, you could get Canva. They have all these thumbnail templates. Like, don't worry about, like, I feel like a lot of people too get caught up. It's like, oh, like I need a thumbnail. I need an editor. I need a this. I need, you don't need any of that. Like, just get started. Um, I think my first, very first YouTube video is an iPhone video of my at-home office <laughs> when I was doing the book business. And it was like vertical. It wasn't even the right way. Um, so I don't know. I do agree. I think YouTube could be the best place to start. And probably the least, I think, all right, point number three is the least distracting. Like if I go on Twitter, if I go on Instagram, if I go on TikTok, there's a good chance I get lost for an hour. On YouTube, yeah, videos will pop up, but I'm like, I don't have like 15 minutes to watch that right now. But like, I do have like 30 seconds technically to like look through all this stuff. And I think there's just less garbage, less toxicity, all that kind of stuff. On YouTube, you really have to be looking for that. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree. YouTube is a great place to start. Yeah. But it, I mean, I guess it's also too dependent on, you know, who you are. Cause if you, if you're somebody who doesn't like to talk in front of the camera or you suck at it, then I wouldn't recommend that, you know, that I started, yeah. I didn't know if I was good in front of the camera, you know, I wasn't ever in front of camera. Like I'd done presentations in school that I was known to be pretty good at that, but I never thought about that translating. So I started on Twitter because I'm a really good writer. Like that's kind of my I was like an English minor almost in college. So I knew that my writing was good and I knew how to work Twitter because I've been on Twitter since I think I've, this popped up the other day. I've been on Twitter longer than I've been not on Twitter. Like in the years I've been alive. I've been on Twitter, I think 13 <laughs> years, 25. I've been yeah. on since I was 12 years old. In my first viral tweet, I was 13. I had like 300 likes on a tweet with, I had no followers. Cause I just what was it about? You remember? Yeah, this is pretty bad. This is funny though. Um, so uh, I took this girl's picture on Instagram. This is like terrible. I was 13 years old, but I was just this kid. So I took this girl's picture on Instagram and she had posted one with her in like this bikini at the this like water park. And then her friend posted the same one and she had edited her butt to look better, bigger. And she was, we were like kids literally. And I put the things and I said, beware of the moving concrete. 
at this place and it just exploded. And like, it really was like hate on this girl. I feel bad for it now that I'm saying this, but I knew what got like attention, you know, and that's still yeah. how Twitter kind of works today. Their algorithm has changed for sure. I've learned that in the last few months, I guess. But if you're a good writer and you know how to capture people's attention with pictures and, you know, writing, that's probably the way to do it. Instagram is a little bit different, obviously. I think now yeah. you kind of, if you want to grow on Instagram, it's just like TikTok. You just got to do reels. And yeah. that means you still have to be in front of the video and you have to be very entertaining. I think a lot of people think they're entertaining and they get in front of those reels like, that's the marketplace that that doesn't lie to you. If you make a short clip and it's a minute long and no one watches it, guess what? You suck. Like next, you got to do another one. I think a lot of people have trouble with that, but just keep doing it. You're going to get better and better and better at it. So yeah, whatever you're kind of good at, I would go towards that direction as well. Or LinkedIn. If you're a nine to five dude doing this stuff on the side, doing whatever on the side, then get on LinkedIn. That's like a huge platform and you know how those people talk. And if you can write, that's just, just as good there yeah i feel like yeah you just have to pick the one that's best for you and maybe i do will say yeah it's hard to say because i didn't think i was i thought i was actually a better writer than i would be on video and maybe who knows maybe i just gotten better on video who knows maybe i suck on video i don't know but <laughs> um i just really i do like the idea of youtube because you get more bang for your buck. There's just so much more you could do with the content because you could like create like this is a video. This is a podcast, but we get video from it. We get audio. We wanted to transcribe it. We could do that. We wanted chat GPT to write some like threads on our episode and then edit it. Like there's just so much stuff we could do with it. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's a hard guess you got to know yourself but i think it's important too when building a personal brand is would you agree that to pick one pick one platform yeah i just try <laughs> to focus on that depends what your goal is right like the the re like i picked twitter originally and that was because i just wanted to have some like audience or whatever like i didn't think about selling anything i didn't think about mm -hmm. networking I, i'm not like a networking type of guy i just like let the network come to me or whatever like that's always how i've been even in our case like i thought i like liked your stuff i knew who you were but you dm me you know i didn't dm you. Yeah, i never true. like i never reach out to people because i just am like if they like me they're gonna come to me that's just kind of how i work now that's not any advice that anyone gives on the yeah. internet but that's just me and I'm so yeah i, I would think this these days it depends what your goal is you know if, you, if you're trying to build a network then yeah one platform is good and maybe youtube's not even the best because you don't have a yeah. lot of social interaction there but if you want to sell stuff if your goal is to monetize your personal brand i think you need to be pretty omnipresent you need to have like every you need to hit every channel because there's different audiences so like <clears throat> i learned this when i started doing the coaching last year i started on twitter but the problem with Twitter is you have all these people that think they're like the smartest people in the world. Like everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the room on Twitter. And that's not the case. Like they're just as dumb as every other platform, but they think they're really smart because they don't have to show their face. They don't have to be like that. Mm. On Instagram, you have more of a like <clears throat> normie level audience because they can see you. They can feel you. They're not as skeptical if you're a scammer or whatever. They're just like, a, I like the Instagram stuff better. I have way better interactions on Instagram than anything. Man. And then I never did YouTube, but I would assume YouTube is probably similar to Instagram and maybe even less, maybe even more like normie, normie stuff of like a low skeptical audience. Because yeah. people run YouTube ads. It's like Facebook. If food, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, you just have a less 
not even that it's not as smart and sophisticated, but less skeptical overall. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think those people are a lot easier to interact with as long as you don't like piss them off. Yeah, I think for YouTube, it's definitely an audience. It's more of a learner audience. Like you're, some people are, it's hard because I don't know any numbers off the top of my head, but I would almost assume that if you're on YouTube, you're most likely trying to learn something no matter what it would be versus trying to be entertained obviously that case falls apart for someone like mr beast but i mean for the majority of the part i know a lot of people even like my parents or oh how to do this or how to fix this or how to fix that so i think you get like a more of a curious person yep which could be a better fit later on if you are trying to sell something and then i think instagram would probably be the best for networking Yep. Um, or I found that anyway, because you could just DM pretty much anyone, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then if they follow you back, then they could you could go back and forth. Uh so that's gotta be my interaction. And it's just easier, I think. It just really depends, yeah, what your goal is, what you want to do. But what would you say are some of the benefits of having a personal brand? I think we both experience a lot of benefits from doing it. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I think <clears throat> I mean, this is the main point overall is that you're some type of authority in something like, and people, people can like see you and trust you and, you know, buy your stuff or you can influence people like that. All that sounds negative to most people probably, but that's just the reality. I hope that a lot of people want that. Like you want influence, you want money, you want like that kind of stuff. So it's kind of the most optimal way to do it because that's the only way you can develop a real relationship with people these days because no one does anything in person. So you need to be able to reach a mass amount of people on the internet. And I think that, yeah, I could have done a better job with it throughout all these years for sure, especially where now I'm like switching my personal brand. But I mean, it's just because I want more stuff. I want more money. I want more influence on stuff that I actually care more about. So that's why I'm making the shift there as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I don't, I honestly think it doesn't sound shallow at all when you say, oh, you want more influence. Because when you look at it, if you flip it around at a nine to five, as someone who works a nine to five, you want the same thing at your job. Like you want to more author to look more authoritative. Hey, I know what I'm doing. Hey, I deserve a raise. Hey, I want to make more money. Hey, I want, you know, to have more influence over coworkers or the boss or whatever. It's just a different frame, I guess. When I guess if you're working for yourself or doing something by yourself, uh, it's definitely a lot different. I mean, just the benefits that I think I experience, I think you get a lot of inbound. So it's a better, like if you could build your personal brand, um, the opportunities that will come to you are just, I mean, they're not all great just because you get a lot of spam and a lot of crap that like you don't want, but you also get a lot of connections and network. I mean, like I said, I reached out to Drew uh, via cold DM and like, here we are a year later doing a podcast. Um, and yeah, just being out there, putting yourself out there, I think is just super important because I think it's similar to a network. It doesn't seem like a worthwhile endeavor because it's a lot of work until you need something, right? Until you need a job. It's like, shit, I don't know anyone. Like this, I guess I got to do job boards and stuff. But like, if I needed a job, I could ask so many different people, hey, your company hiring, do you know anyone hiring? Uh, stuff like that. So I think that's a big thing. And I think just in 
I guess if we tie it to the Amazon space, just the amount of people you'll be able to meet or software services you can try. I mean, sharing leads has been a big part of like my growth. Um, just on Instagram, getting to know people, feel people out. And I think, yeah, you just got to put yourself out there. I feel like. Yep. I mean, one thing, uh, I think this is something that a lot of people think about when they're like, I don't want to start a personal brand or whatever, because they feel like they don't have the numbers to show or they don't have, mm. you know, I don't have X, but like literally everyone you're watching this or whatever, like you have something unique about you. Like there was, so I knew that there was something, the whole reason I even started it, I'll take it back a little bit. Is I was a prodigy. Well, no, one of my friends told me this. So he was, this was like, this is kind of a full circle moment. So I was, uh, I was just tweeting my numbers here and there, like on eBay and stuff. Cause I was making good money. I was making like a lot of money per month at that time. It was in 2020. And, uh, he was like, you've got to start tweeting more because not only are you making all this money, but you know, a lot about all these like big concepts people are talking about on Twitter. So I started doing that. I started inserting more of my personal life in there, not like personal, personal, but mm. just the way I viewed, whether it be like girls or whether it be view money or like my lifestyle and that kind of thing. And that's what people started re like relating to, not even the numbers. And then later on, you know, with, years later, I opened the coaching thing and I remember being on a sales call with somebody that I was taken and I was like, uh, so what, what is your goal with the business or whatever? And they were like, I was, I don't know how it came up, but they didn't even know what I was doing. They were like, well, I don't even know your numbers. And I'm like, why are you on this call? Like, you don't even care about what I, they were like, yeah, I just watch your stuff. I know you know what you're talking about. So I was like, hmm. what if I'm lying? What if I don't even run a business? And they're like, I, you seem to know. So it was just like, they related to me more on a personal level of like, wow, this guy doesn't seem like he seems authentic, which is kind of like what my brand is. And then just like, tell you how it is. So I think that that's, that was just a unique part of my personality and everybody's got something unique, you know, whether it be, you know, like whatever, there's all these different people. There's, there's a lot of like marketing characters in the space and they use these personalities to play. I almost had like a big tweet the other night when I was hammered, but I didn't send it out. I will send it out later on, but it's just like a lot of these people have marketing characters. Like their whole persona is a marketing character. I bet if you mm. met them in person, they wouldn't be that type of person. Yeah. But they're, they're their persona just plays into the whole thing. And I'll talk more on that later. I don't want to like trash anybody about it because I could be wrong, but that's just what I kind of see out of it. Yeah. Putting yourself out there is just important because you, like, it's not about your numbers. It's just about like what you are. You know, there, there was a guy the other day that was telling me he was into fitness and stuff, but I heard him talking about like girls all night, like the way he viewed the world and dating and this kind of thing. He's like, yeah, I can talk about fitness all day. I'd love to do that. I'm like, dude, that's not even what you should talk about. You should sprinkle in some fitness and talk about the girl stuff because that is a very polarizing point that you have about all that. And that that would get you more fitness clients than you talking about fitness because you're just going to say all the other stuff people say. But this makes you unique. So whatever makes you unique, that's also you need to show your personality. Because if you're just another talking head, you're just not going to make it. Like they're just talking about Amazon all the time. Like we had David on here and he was like, yeah. I just don't want to say the same stuff. So now he's doing his lifting stuff. He's like trying to personal train people yeah. like that because he has like a personality, like a deep, I didn't know any of that stuff about him until we did that part. Yeah. There's way more to him than I sell on Amazon, you know, and that's what people want. That's what people are going to relate to. And his social media does well. His, his engagement is really, really good for his account because I was just monitoring it after we did that pod with him because I'm like, that guy I was just watching like, his video today about like things that have a lot of protein in it. And he's yep. just like, I'm like, damn, like he's making really good reels. You could tell, like, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but it seems like he really enjoys that content much more than kind of Amazon stuff. And it uh, does better. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So perfect example of that. Usually, if you guys haven't watched the David one, watch that guy with him. I didn't even know who he was before that podcast, like at all. I'd not DM with him, or whatever. I thought he was just another Amazon seller, and he had all this stuff. We barely even talked about Amazon, and then his yeah. social media is all this other stuff, and it like you can really see who he is. Like you know him just by following his social media, and you see how like his unique stuff as a person, which is like a huge testament to him because not a lot of people will do that. I don't think. Yeah, I would also say numbers don't matter at all uh, because we all start at zero. Like we all start at zero sales. And I think there is, you get so much goodwill because I've done it on Instagram. But if you look through my Instagram, you'll see like my first book sale was, I don't know, $19 or whatever on Amazon. And now you could see what I've done, like six figure months and stuff like that. So like you could see the whole progression. I think. A lot of people think, oh, like once I get to like a hundred thousand in sales, then I'll start sharing. But it's not as relatable. Like people want to hear like some of my best stuff is my biggest struggles or when I lost the most money or just stuff that's hard to talk about. But it's like, well, I think this will help other people. I know I've talked about ADHD, depression, because that's like part of my like story or whatever. And a lot of people relate to that. I've like come up to me like, oh wow, like me too. Like I never thought anyone else had that or so much more impressive what you've done like based on that um so i think don't worry about the numbers and kind of almost coming up with this highlight reel i think we'll we'll talk this will be the next point i think one of the biggest mistakes you can make is lying trying to leave a life you're really not leading just that kind of stuff I've seen a lot of people do that and it always ends really bad. They end up getting caught and whatever they're pitching or doing, you just, you only get one shot at getting people to trust you first impression, stuff like that. If you blow that out the gate to try to be cool, you could just tell, and I'm sure you could too, when someone's like, Oh, I'm crushing Amazon. I'm doing this. And if you're an experienced Amazon seller, you're like, those numbers don't even add. But there's yeah. no way that's what you're doing. Like maybe for like the person just getting started, be like, oh, that's so you could send a case of prime for seven dollars. That's amazing. But when if you know what you're talking about, it, it doesn't play well for you. Yeah, I mean that that chick just got a blew up on Twitter this week. Did you see that stuff or last week or whatever? About the guy uh returned a thousand years. No, not that not that guy, but the that girl that she runs like a bunch of stuff and she was caught using those fraud labels and people were just attacking her for the last week. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know her. So I'm not going to like do that, but it, yeah, some guys I know, like I know a lot of these guys, they're in kind of my whole circle anyways. We'll they talk about that after this. I need yeah. They, they exposed this girl because she was just making money off of like based off of a lie from what I understand. I don't know, but I didn't look into it because I don't really care, but do your own homework. Yeah. I mean, I would assume they're right. They had a lot of evidence for it, but yeah, it's like, I think a lot of people see it and they're like, well, this is an easy way to make money. But ironically, like the paradox of all of it is you can just, if you just put yourself out there for long enough, and now this is, if you're someone who knows what they're talking about and you're not boring and this kind of stuff, you will make just as much money as all those other guys anyways, or more, you know, like, yeah, I haven't even tried to monetize my personal brand like I wanted to, and I've made good money off of it. But if I wanted to last year, like I barely tweeted, I barely post on Instagram, I barely do anything. I like half-ass all of it, and I've made good money with it. So 
if I wanted to, I could have made a lot, a lot of money last year and this year. Like, and I'm just moving out of the Amazon stuff, but I could have sat here and like milked it all for a long time, but that's just not me, which is all like turning into like that. You just have to be you. And that's what everybody told me. And for people, I get this does come out this Friday. So yeah, I'm running this seminar because I just wanted to put out all the information I have for cash. And then I don't have to worry about it again. Everyone said, why don't you launch this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do coaching? Why don't you have an upsell? Like, I'm like, I don't care. I'm not trying to sit here and like milk everybody for all this money. I don't care that much. If they like me, they can buy it. It's going to be valuable. And if they don't, they don't have to. And then that's going to make me just as much money of me not coming off as some fraudster or whatever it is, because that's just not who I am. And a lot of people do put on that kind of persona because they think they need those clicks and they need more views and they need all that but you don't, you just need to be you and you're going to make money and make the connections you need to. And I don't even try to network. So that all these people message me because they know I'm valuable and I have stuff I provide to the table. Like it'll all happen organically. If you're just be you and just not like put on a front or everything. Yeah, no. And I totally agree with that. And I feel like there's like a weird thing that will probably happen where you don't want to put yourself out there necessarily because you're uncomfortable or something like that but you just really have to like fight through that and i think as long as you're kind of living the life that you say you live you should probably never be uncomfortable just kind of sharing because like hermosi always talks about it it's like you can't argue with me that's my truth if i said i did this and like that's what happened and how could you argue that because like that's what it is but if you leave room for speculation and holes and like your story doesn't add up well, then, like, that just leads for a more stressful um, occurrence. And I, I learned that the hard way, too, because I remember just kind of, I used to share a lot and a lot of numbers and stuff like that. And I kind of stopped because I just didn't like kind of the perception. Kind of like sometimes when you share these big numbers, you just attract not the greatest stuff and a lot of, I don't even want to talk about it, but it's, it's not, you don't need those big numbers. I think just being yourself and putting yourself out there. I think one of the nice parts about a personal brand too, is kind of what Drew's probably going to learn is like, you could pivot like just because, you know, maybe we're all about Amazon today. Like we're not saying it's a bad opportunity or anything like that, but we want to start talking about something tomorrow. And that's kind of like the idea about this podcast. That we want to interview more business owners, not necessarily just Amazon people, because other business owners and people in business, like whatever they say, like it all translates to whatever you're doing. And sometimes having an outside perspective of someone else who's doing something totally different can help your business grow because you just don't think that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, I lost my train of thought there. Well, if you have any questions about it. Yeah, I so I guess, yeah. So what would you say has been one of the hardest parts for you about building your personal brand? Uh, well, definitely the consistency because I don't, I don't like truly care that much about it. Like I, I know I do and I should care more and I think I will in the future, but I just haven't been consistent because I don't care a lot because the whole time I've made really good money on Amazon. Like I'm good at it. Mm. So I don't really care. I haven't needed that money. Like I don't need that stuff, but in the future, I think I will more just because of other things. Just, I, I think me, I want to have an influence on people. And I just really, what came to the big realization for me was when I released the seminar stuff and I saw all the testimonials that came and then the ones in my DMs and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, this is 
crazy that all these people have all this stuff to say about me. Like I, it was very like humbling. Like I, I didn't even know any of that stuff. So it's just weird. I, I kind of was like, I, I should t- talk about more stuff. Like I, I don't have to just talk about Amazon. I can talk about way more stuff that relates to people because people weren't just talking about how much I helped them with Amazon. You know, they were talking to me about how much I helped them through struggles in their life and all this. And I didn't really know that because I don't feel like that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I just didn't really realize it. But yeah, that's kind of, you know, it was hard for me to stay consistent. And now I feel like I should be. I kind of owe it to people because I'm I'm trying to change lives and help people. So yeah. And then the other thing, the big struggle is obviously I try to, I want to have a somewhat anonymous life, live in somewhat an enemy. I don't want a bunch of people to know. I don't want to be famous or anything. So mm-hmm. it's almost like that kind of holds you back because you don't want to make the wrong people mad. You don't want to do certain things because you just don't want to expose too much of everything. But you know, I've kind of got over that a bit more as well, just because I think the the good outweighs the bad there. You know, you can affect enough people, you're going to have haters. Like, that's just literally part yeah. of the game. People are going to hate on you and whatever. Most of those times, those are your biggest fans. Yeah, to talk on that, and then I'll come back to consistency. I do find, too, I've, like, scaled back a little bit, like, posting. I used to post, like, a ton of stuff. Or I'd be, like, driving my car. And someone be, and then some people in the YouTube comments be like, "Oh yeah, like you're in blah blah blah." Like, I used to drive past there. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like you could see that. Like how did you figure that out? Or someone's like, "Oh, I know exactly what gym you're going to." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Like yeah, not going to share more of this stuff, kind of stuff." So I guess there has, in some ways, you should be careful um, what you're sharing exactly, and kind of if you're doing like location and stuff like that. Uh, or people are visible. I mean, if you're at like a sporting event, I mean, like you could travel from anywhere, but like just stuff like that, sometimes like restaurants or stuff like that. I don't necessarily think about that, but as the following has grown and more people see, uh, I definitely get more messages like that. And then, yeah, consistency is definitely one of the hardest parts. I think one of the biggest things I've been really struggling with YouTube lately to kind of put out videos, um, but for Instagram, what grew my Instagram was the most, I think, was last year. I committed to post at least once a day. And that's kind of what really propelled me. And even if it was just like something stupid, I'm like, we need to post today. I think I only missed once or twice because I just straight up forgot. Um, so, yeah, I think one of the easiest things a lot of people will say, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Just think about what happened in your day and talk about that. It's like, hey, to, or like have a little note app or whatever and just be like oh this sucked or that sucked or this was good this was bad and i think don't be afraid to say the good don't be afraid to say the bad um because that's i think that's what makes you more sticky if you look at someone and i think that was one of the biggest takeaways so we did an episode i think it might have been our first episode or maybe it was the second one what was the one where we were like maybe it was the second where we said we how much money we lost um on stuff yeah, maybe it was the second one. I think I got a lot of DMs and stuff. I was like, wow, like no one ever talks about how much they lost or I can't believe Drew lost so much money and this and that. But like it happens. It happens to every business. Like I don't know a business that hasn't lost money. Maybe not at the end of the year, but like a loss. Like on an ASIN, on an employee, on an employee dropped something and they broke it and they lost like, we all lose. And I think it's important to show yourself losing important to show yourself winning. 
Because I feel like from what I've taken away, it's like if you see someone who always wins, it's like that's just not realistic. Like I don't I don't want to see people lose. Um but just running a business and knowing what it takes to run a business, like we all have losses. And I think people learn more from the losses um than they do from people who win. Yeah. Yeah. Just being yeah, I mean really just being authentic, I think. Just the losses, wins, whatever's kind of happening. Um, well, you were talking about the one Instagram post today. Yeah, I think if somebody's going to start doing that, you know, doing three, four YouTube videos a week or two, I think two reels a day is pretty good on Instagram or three tweets a day, five tweets yeah. a day or something like that. If you do that long enough, you're going to build your brand anyways, as long as you're not just extremely boring. But like most people, you're going to be all right. Somebody's going to, you're going to gain people that think like you and that you're going to gain your little circle of people. And it, it even seems overwhelming at times, I think, for a lot of people. But you watch people blow up in this space really quickly. Like, I mean, I did. Yeah. I went from having 1,800 followers to just going on tons of podcasts and growing now. I'm at like almost 6K of just like, that was yeah. probably a year and a half of even trying to do that. Not even a year and a half. Like, maybe I'm coming up on that, but it doesn't take that long. You just got to bring your personality to the place and see what people think about it. Yeah, that's basically what I did too. I, I think. I might have gained like five to eight K followers last year, which finally post put me over 10 K and now I'm around like 12, I think. Um, and YouTube it's like three, but yeah, it's really just putting videos out there. And I think it's just like anything else too, is don't pay attention to the numbers. Like just keep putting your, especially if you're just getting started and kind of know why you're doing it. Like in the back of your head, kind of, I always started the Instagram account to really connect with other sellers. It's kind of share what I was doing because let's be honest, I hated my nine to five job. I wanted a way out. And I was like, I want to show like kind of my progression because I knew one day I was going to quit and I wanted to show people that it's possible. So the days I didn't want to post or I was like, this is stupid. I was just like, no, nah, like, come on, like push through this, like show the people like you could do it. And I think it's more inspiring actually to see people who actually have jobs, families, kids, who do who like crush Amazon as well and have a social media presence because they have like a lot more stuff to do than I have to do. I mean, like, yeah, we have a podcast, we have social, we have other stuff. But like when you have kids and stuff like that, like that's a whole different aspect. But it also connects you with a different type of person who's gonna follow your stuff, maybe connect with you more. And I think just kind of, you know letting other people see a lot of my best posts i will say are stuff I'm like like i don't know if i should post that um not saying like sense of information or like where i am located but just like stuff like i don't know if anyone's gonna care about that and like sure enough people do and sometimes it doesn't go that way but for the most part it i've seen a lot of that where it's like ah kind of that stuff you don't want to put out there but you know someone else will probably relate to uh that's kind of been like the best stuff for me yeah i mean yeah the networking part of it is all huge but i mean another huge part of it is the money side i think that what happened was i think hormozy came onto the scene and he just talks about how give 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 and don't sell anything and i, I took that advice like really big because hormozy is obviously a large authority figure like we were talking back on but what little what people don't really know is that that is not who Hormozy really is or who he was. That's kind of advice he gives now that he's already exited a company for fifty million. But if you do any research on Hormozy way back in the day, he was somebody who 
did a lot of direct, direct response marketing mm-hmm. for his companies, which is like grab cash ASAP, no brand, you know, and that's just how he kind of made it to make the 50 million or 40 million he sold his company for. So he, he preaches that now of like, don't sell. But if you're wanting to start a personal brand and you're wanting to sell, like do it if you want, it doesn't really matter. And it's like one of the best jobs you can have. Ty Lopez has a whole thing on this. Somebody asked him what's the best like possible job you could have. And he said, just having a personal brand because you can sell whatever based off your personality and your knowledge and stuff like that. The margins are high and all the stuff you do is just you. You don't have to start. You don't have to source information for you. I mean, you just talk. So people will relate to you and you can sell based off of what information you know and that type of thing. So money wise, I don't think there's a lot of things that beat it is, is growing a big personal brand and making money off of it. And look at all the guys on YouTube. That's all they do. There's I forget yeah. what his name is. Maybe it's Dan Co. or I think that, yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Yeah. He's like huge on that stuff. I don't I didn't even know about him until someone said, talked about him recently. So I don't know where, but that's his whole thing. It's just making money with your personal brand. I'll teach you how to be like me and make money off my personal brand. Yeah. And a lot of guys are like that. I mean, Iman Godsey, Tate, all those dudes. They're just print money off their personal brand. And then a lot of people think it's bad to sell stuff on your personal brand, but that's just a Hormozy propaganda thing that came up. I don't think that's necessarily that bad. I don't think, I don't think you should look at it in the way of like, well, I can't sell it. I got to give, give, give. It's like, well, if you have something valuable, sell, like who cares? And if it's not valuable, then don't sell it. But the marketplace will tell you if you scam, yeah. you'll get kicked out quick. That's one thing. The marketplace will tell you. Yeah, and I feel like it's always, you could definitely sell. I think like the only time it's not a good idea to sell is if it's not valuable. Like you said, the marketplace will tell you that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've seen so many people, like I remember on Twitter, there'd be someone launching a Discord every single day, a paid Discord. They give away these free leads and do, all those people are out of business. Mm-hmm. Like all like you go back to their profile, they're like, oh yeah, to stop selling on Amazon. Like, a massive debt or whatever it didn't work out i just like and i thought those people were crushing it and i was like super jealous i'm like damn like maybe i should launch something or whatever but turns out they just kind of had like this like little cash grab i didn't really know what they were talking about at the end of the day um but yeah i mean i don't know i feel like having a personal brand could only help you uh i remember when i first moved where I am now, I quit my job. So I basically left my job. I totally quit cold turkey, moved in with a friend, planned on not working for six months. And I just basically lived off of savings. And the only thing I was like, this was like back in the day where like a job gap, which sounds ridiculous, which just means like you didn't have a job. So like you were working a job and then you typically go to the next job. But if you have a gap, it looked like it was bad, like for whatever reason in the corporate world. But I was able to get a whole new job based on a career blog that I had and like a Twitter following I like developed. And I interviewed Gary Vee and like all these talking points. But basically, it was just me writing a blog every day. And that's literally what got me the job. It wasn't, oh, like I secured all these clients or did any of this crazy stuff for another company. It was like, wow, like he was able to build his personal brand and he knows how to make content and that's what landed me the job. So I think having a personal brand could almost really never hurt you unless you're like talking shit on like your company or like your boss or something. Like that could definitely go sideways on you. Um, so yeah, and then you have to develop skills. 
I think that's one of the best things that comes from a personal brand is learning how to write, you know, make videos, write copy of like how to get people to like care or how to help them. Um, and that doesn't come naturally, but having those skills, like, like persuasion, uh, growing a following, growing a cause, like businesses need that. Like if you could do it for yourself, you could obviously easily apply it to a business. And a lot of the times, like the business don't even think that way. So how you're doing it personally, uh, could definitely, definitely help a business in the future and get you a job for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing though, I mean, I guess on the whole personal brand thing as well is it's not like you have to have it either. If you're in this space, I'll say like the Amazon space, I think it's a large, I think it's a very good marketing tactic that a lot of people use on social media of like the whole networking thing. I know this because I'm very successful and I didn't do that. Like I, I, cause I, so I see through a lot of it, like these networking things that happen, I get the importance, like I understand, but you don't need it. And I'm like one of the biggest sellers I know, and I don't do it. And the biggest sellers I actually know don't do that either. You know, they, they talk to their own few people that they found in discord. Like they don't even have social medias. So it's not like you have to have it to be a successful Amazon seller per se, but you do, I think it is pretty essential to do other things. And if you're doing something like an agency or you have some kind of offer you're messaging people about, you're doing cold outreach, whatever it is, having a personal brand is always going to help you. I've worked with one guy ever through social media. And the only reason I responded to him, cause he had 5,000 followers and he was outreaching to me. And I'm like, well, he's got as many followers as me. He obviously knows what he's talking about. You know, he's the proof is there, but if somebody's messaged me with 150 followers, like, Hey, I know how to grow your personal brand. I'm like, dude, you haven't grown yours. So I don't think yeah. you're going to grow mine. So, but with the Amazon related stuff, <clears throat> I mean, it can help you get in good networks. It can definitely help you, uh, become marketed. Definitely. Like the more I did it, I got on podcasts and more people, you know, helped me as a push me up in the social hierarchy, I guess, or whatever, but you don't need it. Like it's not yeah. necessarily something you have to have, especially if you sell on Amazon, other things maybe, but Amazon, you can be a lone wolf. You're like, you hate everything we're saying this whole podcast. And you're like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. You don't need it. I'm, I'm also yeah. giving you that sentiment as well. You can be an anonymous guy, just searching places for coupons make just as much money like that i assure you yeah i think that i would actually probably argue that it's easier to do amazon without having a personal brand because then all you have to focus on is selling on amazon i think that's probably one of the least talked about stuff is how much time it actually takes to run a personal brand um and make all the content come up with ideas like we like basically brainstorm for 30 40 minutes we were like talking about other stuff as well but like, what should we say on this podcast? Like, what can we do? Like, how can we offer value? And eventually we came up with it, but it's always like, not a challenge, but it's like, how can we offer the most value and not just kind of like put something out that's already out there. It's already been said. Like, we want to have guests that aren't on all the podcasts, but offer like a ton of value or that are like killers in the space. And it's harder to find those because they're not on social media. Uh, yep. They're working and doing that kind of thing and don't care to be on social media or do any of this kind of stuff. Um, it also but, allows you, you build, build a personal brand also sticks you in a lot of things that uh, I don't think people are super aware of. Like it sticks you in a lot of echo chambers to where you believe what you, what you believe is right because everyone around you believe it, but that's not necessarily true where you, you, you think that you're missing out on something 
because you're talking to all these people that seemingly are doing better than you. But there's no like a lot of that stuff's just smoke and mirrors and, and it's not great for you. I just see that happen a lot. There's like gangs of kids basically that are just in their own little circles and you're just stuck in an echo chamber. Like what, what's the most you're going to get? Just the, you're, you're the people around you. So, you know, what are you going to end up being if you're around a bunch of people that are thinking the same exact way as you all the time, which can be good. It's good to curate your circle to where you, you know, have people that believe in similar things you believe, but you know, at the same time, it can be a problem. And that's a sentiment that a lot of people that I've talked to behind the scenes that don't have personal brands say, like I avoid that stuff because that just lets me focus on me when I don't focus on that stuff. So I definitely get that as well. Why people would want to do it for that. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. You want to surround yourself with yeah, like-minded people who are going like the same direction, but you also want to have like a little bit of bounce of different perspective, different things that are going on. Um, and yeah, it could kind of get, I guess, like a little cultish, I guess you could say, um, which always yeah. leads to entering banter, I guess, on Twitter. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think since you've probably met me, you've probably shifted a lot of the things you think about. Yeah. Right? I already know. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, if you would have stayed in a, if it would have never met me, you know, maybe that that stuff wouldn't have even ever been brought to mind for positive or negative, you know. But it's like I, I notice a lot of people they just talk to only Amazon guys in like certain spaces and they meet me and they're like, Oh, this is a little bit different way to look at all this stuff. But that's just like what I, that's kind of just how I view things, you know, in general about Amazon or about the whole space and all that stuff. So, you know, I think it's always good to kind of venture out and not just have, uh, not just have people surround you that are just like feeding you the yes men. Right. That's what that's yeah. called. That's yeah. And yes I agree men. too. Yeah. That's a really good point too, because yeah, you just see things differently when you kind of look to the outside people or, you know, I think that's a really good point, too, is just to, I feel like I don't know what would be the best way to connect, but almost just follow a lot of people and just kind of see like what you connect with or who you're feeling the most. I would, you know, I feel like sometimes going after the bigger people or the biggest people isn't necessarily the best thing to do. It's a lot harder to get in contact with them. But kind of just go after like anyone and just try to make contact or do whatever um, to get on their radar and start talking to them. Um, and yeah, I think it's always important just to build your kind of own little network and your own, I don't know, four or five people or whatever that you could go to. Because that's what I have now. I think a big like stigma in the Amazon space, it's, you would almost think that people share leads with like hundreds of people or something like that like in a given day but it's really people have like two or three people uh that are kind of their go-to and you got to sort through a lot of garbage and a lot of interactions to kind of find those people um but once you do it's definitely worth it and then you kind of have like a ride or die but you also have to realize too that like at some point you might want to go a different direction that might not be the next the right group to stick with um so just, I guess you keep that in mind. Yeah. And if, you, if you're not, if you're thinking about who's going to take anything from this, you're like, I don't want to start a personal brand, but, and you don't want to monetize it. Let's say you don't have some goal of having a monetizable personal brand. If you want real networking and you want to like figure out, you know, the best way to go about that is just to find someone that you really like that is not bogged down with other people paying them and pay them. Because the best relationships mm, I have yeah. in this entire space are people that paid me. Like one of the guys I was just saying, I'm teaching him 
how to grow his personal brand, but he paid me like six months ago. And like, I don't owe him anything anymore, but we developed such a good relationship in the last five, six months that I'm like, dude, I'll get on calls with you every week. If you want, I'll help you try to grow this stuff. Cause I just, me and you are friends now. And I have another guy yeah. that I think he paid, he paid me like April of last year. And now he's not even doing Amazon anymore in the future. Then he's doing like remote sales. And then another business that I've kind of helped him with as well. And I, that guy like trusts me with a ton of stuff. You know, he's like, I'm yeah. one of the people who would call if he needed something. And that's just from a relationship like, because it's a good relationship. I think you transactional it seems bad. Like, okay, I pay that person, whatever. But now you, if you, let's say you don't know a lot and you want to get connected with somebody that knows a lot, well, you give them money and they'll give you yeah. a lot of knowledge. And if you guys relate, then you'll become friends because they owe you something if you pay them, you know, if they're yeah, man of their sure. word, if it's not some, BS thing, but like all the people, my stuff, I was getting on calls with them every week, two calls at the beginning. So the people that develop really good relationships with me, how much ROI do they get on that investment? I mean, now they're friends with me a year later when the program was three months. And now yeah. like I'm talking to them daily year later. So that's kind of how that works too. If you really want somebody, find somebody you relate to a lot and just pay them. I've done it too. I've done the same thing. I've paid yeah. people, I've paid somebody 10 grand for something. And now every time I need to text him, I'll just text him and uh, you know, I don't want to be a bother all the time, but I know that that's such a reliable source of information and, you know, I paid him so he'll answer me and I'm not going to bother. You know? that's yeah, kind of I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of someone, that's like the best way to do it. Like I've done that. When I was looking into another business venture earlier this year. I just like booked a bunch of calls and paid like 200 bucks for an hour, or 500 bucks for an hour. And like, oh, that seems like a lot, but that $700 kind of saved me going down a route that I thought I wanted to go down, but I didn't want to go down it. Um, and like that kind of stuff's invaluable. And I know I could probably text those people and message those people and they would get back to me. And I think that's one of the things too, like, oh, that sounds so scammy or like that's not genuine or whatever, but it's like, you just can't help everyone. Like yeah. I have an inbox full of stuff that you know, only there's only so much time in the day for me to kind of go through all that stuff and kind of sort through and get like to everyone's questions. But yeah, if someone wants to like pay to hop on a coaching call or something, then yeah, like I could better help. And I think you could better help them too. And I think this isn't a push like a coaching call or something, but if you're willing to put money to like talk to someone, you're just more serious. Like, let's be honest, like, you're just a more serious person. You want the opportunity more than someone who's just kind of like, oh, like, can you make money doing this? Like, what is your best? Like, you, there's, it's just a different caliber of person. And I just gravitate more towards that. Obviously, I help a ton of people for free and through DMs and stuff like that. But at a point, like, you just kind of, you really want help like the best thing to do to get like a hold of someone and like be friends with them is to pay them. I remember this guy, Ramit Sadie always used to say, um, he's like a founder of, I will teach you to be rich. He wrote a book. He's like, you want to get the, the, um, the attention of someone. They always used to talk about cold emailing or something like this. Just put in the email. I tried your X, Y, Z and made X, Y, Z or this happened. So I was like, Oh man, like, they actually did something that I said and got a result. I want to talk to this person because this person's like a high performer. This person's going to take action. Like maybe they want to use them as a testimonial or whatever, or get feedback on the product. 
And I think that's like a really, really, that is one of the best ways you could stand out is to send a DM be like, Hey, I watch your guys podcast and your podcast on how to make 5k quick. Guess what? I made 10. I'd be like, dude, like, what'd you do? Like, I'd be so into it. Or like, who knows? Maybe we'd be like, yo, you should come on the podcast or whatever. I'm not saying that like, that's just a hypothetical, but like, I think that is one of the quickest ways to get our attention instead of people like, Oh, you want me to make reels for you? Oh, you want me to do this? Oh, can you help me with this? But it's like, Oh, Hey, I did what you said. There's, here's my results. I'm like, okay, cool. Like this person's serious. Yep. And having a, the, the money thing, you have to pay people for stuff like that because you have to pay people for their time. They're not just like yeah. there's somebody I I would launch that one one of the seminar things. But it was like, oh, you're charging X for this. Like I thought you wanted to help people, and I'm like, dude, I want money too. Like, what do you think? You think I'm not a damn charity, man? Like, I, yeah. I if you want a charity, this ain't the right business. Like, I can't just give away a ton of stuff for free. For one, I don't want a lot a bunch of people that aren't serious. I want a price point to where people, if they're not serious drop off. You know, I don't want a lot of friction. And this is a, you, this is going to be very hard to grasp for people, but the higher ticket that you go with your stuff, the less friction you're going to have really with people and the less terrible consumers you're going to have because you're not dealing with poor people. And I'm not talking about poor in the way of money only. I'm talking about poor in their mind. Like if you, there, there's a difference between like rich minded people and poor minded people. And, and if you make a high enough ticket thing, you don't deal with poor minded people. And I've noticed it. Like I put the price point. I I've, I was thinking about even doing it higher on that thing, but I'm like, this is going to be enough to where I'm going to weed out a lot of poor people doing this, and that's what happened. And I, everybody, like every interaction I've had with people person, it has been so smooth because it, people are like, yeah. okay, like they they already know the way they view the world is through abundance, and it's like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get something from it because that's just me. Like that's my personality. That's exactly how I view stuff too. And then there's people that are like, well, this is crazy. It's like, well, what do you want? Like, what well, what do you think it should be? It's like, it's always just friction in the process, which I learned that from many different things that I've like done over the last two years. But yeah, but you have people have to, you have to pay people for people's time. They're not just going to do it for free. Then ironically, some guy didn't want to get the seminar for some reason, but he was like, but I'll pay you for a coaching call. And I was like, all right, we get on a one hour coaching call and I, I didn't have him pay before. I just said, Hey, I'm going to give you a bunch of information because your situation is very vague. So I'll give you my advice on what to tell you. And if it provides you value, you can pay me. And if not, then you don't have to pay me because I'm probably not going to give you the information you want. I'm just going to give you the information you need. And that might not be worth money. But we get, we talk for two hours on the phone, getting to know this guy a bunch. It's super cool, dude. And I give him like very different advice, I think, than he thought I was going to give him and a whole different path. And I was like, the only thing I want out of you is to book another call with me next week. Cause I just want to know that I helped you a lot and I think that I'm going to help you. And then he messaged me today and we got a call book for later this week. But I'm like, wow. if this guy pays me, he does. If not, if not, because I just, at least I'm like helping the guy. And he showed that he was like, I will pay you for your time. Here we go. And then he ends up getting it for free. It's not that that's going to happen for everyone. Just yeah. let you know. But if you're a good enough person and I relate to you, then yeah, that can definitely happen. So that's probably the same with a lot of different people. A lot of these different like people you look up to that seem maybe is far out of reach. Like they're probably not. They're probably down to talk to you if you want to pay them for sure. Yeah, I actually offered to pay someone for a consultant called all their diet, and they're like, "Nah, I can't charge you. Like you offered me a ton. Like you've been providing me value for so long. Um, so we're gonna book a call for next week. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I definitely think, and that's like a benefit of having a personal brand as well. 
but yeah, I mean, there's just so much opportunity. And I think for me, always, I know we like anything is risky. I think a personal brand is probably the least risky thing you could do because it's always something to fall back on. You could build an audience or people who are into what you have to say. You'll always have a, a pivot or an out to do something else or just to like build your next thing. I think it's the hardest thing to do to start for sure. Cause you start with zero. It's super frustrating. It's like, Oh, like no one's watching my stuff, but that's how everything starts. Like you start sourcing for Amazon, like you can't find anything. All of a sudden you can start finding a lot of stuff quicker and just gets much easier. Um, but yeah, I couldn't recommend doing a personal brand the most. It's probably, for me, it's been the most fun. If anything I've learned, I probably would rather just make content than do Amazon and do all this other stuff. So I just really enjoy doing like this podcast, making YouTube videos, making reels. And I'm like, damn, if I just put all my time and energy into that, I can't even imagine like what the brand would be like. Um, but yeah. I don't know, do you have anything else on the topic? Yeah. No, I think we I think we covered a bunch here. I'll, I'll plug my little thing at the end, and then uh, you can close however you'd like. But uh, yeah, yeah guys, if you sell on Amazon, and uh, let, me, let me promote this the right way, because I really this is the last time I'll even be talking about this. This comes out Friday. Signups will almost be done once this is out. I'm running a seminar, and I'm giving away every bit of information that I know, like from top to bottom, everything, suppliers, ASINs. All the methods I have, whatever, you can ask me any question and then you get a one-on-one -on -one call after. So there is nothing like this that has been done before because people can't tell you this information because it will affect their business. Well, I don't have a business anymore because I'm liquidating everything. So I can give you all the stuff that I have because it still works. I was making a lot of money before, but the reason that I've stopped doing Amazon is for other things, which I will talk about on the next podcast that we do, because I think it's all fairly important, but be sure no to subscribe and do all that stuff. So you don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Subscribe, comment, all that stuff. If you want a promo code for the seminar, you can go to my link in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, and use the code risk is scary, all caps, no spaces. Somebody attacked me on Twitter. His name was the risk tolerator. So I said, you know what? Then yeah, I'm going to use this good marketing fuel because it seems like you're pretty scared of risk. So risk is scary is the coupon code that will give you $500 off. So rock and roll with that one. I hope you guys found this helpful. Let us know what you think in the comments. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode.